This, 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 this is the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour. Supported by Albertson and Omni Hotels and Resorts. Brought to you by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Cowboys. It's Miller time. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. Choose VA. Veterans get the benefits you've earned. Visit choose.va.gov. And by GEICO. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Now, your hosts, Shannon Gross and Brad Sham. And welcome, everybody, to the Cowboys Hour. It's Victory Monday. Let's go! <laughs> we... we it, that's a lot more fun with a uh, with a live, live studio. Yeah, yes. it? We are still, hopefully, for the last time this year. Hopefully, for the last time, uh, we're still on uh, virtual uh, virtual lockdown. We're we're in a virtual situation for everyone's safety until everybody clears all the COVID protocols, and that's why we are not in our accustomed place on the south concourse of. Uh, the Ford Center at the Star. Hopefully, we'll be back there next week. Hope so, because I'm ready for some brisket and some oh, Miller Lights. Oh man, I'm no kidding, no kidding. Those are there are very few perks, but those those have been perks. But um, one of the other perks is getting to put our guests in front of real live cowboy fans, uh, and so hopefully we'll be able to do that um, again next Monday. And I really wish we could do that tonight because this guy's one of my favorites. Uh, because he just comes to work. He just comes to work. And he doesn't seek the spotlight. He just does his job, and he keeps on doing it. And he's maybe having the best year of his career. And so, Anthony Brown, thank you for your time tonight. Man. A.B. We, really, we appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Can we, A.B., can we still have Victory Monday even if the game was on Thursday? Oh, for sure. For, for sure. sure. Okay. You know, you got to keep the same, keep the same mentality. Okay. Very good. Very good. So, um, it's hard for me to stay neutral. Neutral's the word, right? A B. That's what you guys strive for to stay on an even keel. Yes, sir. Okay. Neutral is their equanimity is a thing that I kind of look for. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I see the way that, and I am going to editorialize now, um, when I see the way Anthony was treated uh, on Thanksgiving Day, and then I watched the Washington-Las Vegas game yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my uh, goodness. I am outraged on on behalf (laughs) of Anthony Brown. I don't understand it. But it does, A.B., lead me to this question um, very seriously. How do you know how to play defensive back in the NFL anymore with the way the rules are uh, uh, called so inconsistently? I mean, with that game um, yesterday, to me, it shows that as a DB, you have to keep playing aggressive. You have to keep playing to your strength and, you know, just play how you play and don't let the refs change the way you play because – one time you might get called, next time you might. You might not. So you can't can't leave it in their hands. Just play your game, and then whatever else happens, you just got to live with it. So I, I, we mentioned this. We were talking about it before we went on the air, but I, I, uh, I did want to say it again publicly. I thought that one of the most impressive things on Thursday 
in New Orleans was that it was very clear from the very beginning that you were not going to play any differently than you had played all year, than, than you did on Thanksgiving and you had done all the dozen weeks before that. Now, that, to me, takes some real, uh, some real mental toughness. How do you keep from having a game like you did on Thanksgiving not influence the way you play in the next game? You know, as a DB, you gotta have that short memory, and you gotta, um, regardless, even if I didn't have that game, you still gotta come with the same intensity every week anyway. So, you know, just bring the energy, bring the aggression, and just make plays, man. When you're making plays, you're having fun, and everybody wanna have fun. So I felt like the Thanksgiving game was just, you know, like a wake up call for me, you know, just to hone in on your technique even more and just go harder. But your technique is pretty solid, isn't it? I mean, would you? I said you might be having the best yeah, year of your career, yeah. and and this is this is six years. Would you? And I, statistics, you know, interceptions are really the only statistics they have to measure you guys, and I don't think that's really uh, the most fair way to measure how a cornerback is playing. You know, from watching your tape, listening to your coaches, how you are handling your business every week. Do you feel like this might be one of the best years of your career? Oh, most definitely. You know, um, just week in and week out, just making plays on the ball, touching the ball, being in position, and, you know, just being a, a difference maker for the defense. I definitely feel like this is my most complete year to date. A.B., you and you and uh, Jordan Lewis are, are the old guys on the team now. You've been around for a while. You, you several years, a few years ago, you were the young guys. Now you, you're, you're the old dudes on the team. What is it like now to be a, a, a wily veteran? And and what's it like to play with these young guys? And and do you feel old? Because I mean, you look great. You still, I know you think you're the fastest guy on the team. Are you still the fastest guy on the team? Like, tell me what's going on with the defense right now. So if I'm not the fastest, then who would be the fastest on the team? <laughs> That's a great question. Okay, settled, settled. You're still nah, I feel good though. I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel good. I feel real. I still feel young. I don't feel old at all. You know, you know how they do in the NFL. They try to put the years on you quick, real quick. But man, Jordan, man, we embrace the, we embrace it being the leaders of the, um, the secondary. And then we added um, J. Ron back there too. He came in my year, so he's a six-year guy too. Mm-hmm. And um, we embraced that and take and kept the young guys whenever they need question, whenever they need advice. Uh, um, you know, any motivation moving forward. And uh, I love it. How, from the outside looking in, it seems like this is a, from a culture standpoint or from, you know, the way the guys fit together, both offensively and defensively, it seems like it's changed a lot from when you first came onto the team, was that 2016 till now. Is it changed mm-hmm. internally? Does it feel different? Or there is it a different chemistry? Or is that just kind of the, the way we perceive it from the outside? No, I would definitely say it's different. You know, um, it's a much younger team now. You know, the environment just it just feels different. The the energy feels different. You know, you could be yourself and just just play ball, and it's it's just a different feeling. And everybody want to win, and we know we got the talent to do it. We just want to go out there and have fun every week and put these wins together. There's something Shannon just touched on that has fascinated me from about week three or four when it became obvious that you guys were going to maybe be 
uh, a little different than people thought. And that is, you mentioned J.K., uh, J. Ron Curse, and I think that when the year started, there were eight of eight of you in your defensive room who were veterans who had come from other teams. Um, two or three of them in the lineup. Brent Urban's hurt, and he's out for the rest of the year. But I think the rest of them are still, you know, safeties and Keanu Neal, and so there were several of you. I, th- I think I counted eight, and the way that you kind of came together as quickly as you did was one of the most surprising things that I've seen. What do you attribute that to? I will attribute that to um, going through OTAs with each other, going through training camp, you know, preseason, and spending time with each other off the field and um, getting to know each other and understand, like, what are what, what kind of person are you off the field, not just on the field, and, you know, um, understanding strengths and weaknesses on the field, then we communicate, get, learn to play both together. That's what I would say. And this, that's happening differently? That I mean, if I went back and talked to every defensive coach for the last 10 years, forget the last six, they would all say that that's the objective and that that's what every team's trying to do. And you're saying that all of those things have been different this year? Yeah, because, you know, it's, it's a lot of times where coaches will say, you guys should hang out, you know, you guys should do more things together. But we don't do it. But this year, we're actually doing it, and uh, we're actually enjoying it. We're not just doing it because we, we think we need to do this. We want to do these things, and we want to hang out with each other and be around each other. So I, that's the difference. What are some of the things that you guys are doing off the field or you did you know, preseason off the field? What are some things you guys hang out and, and do together? You know, just have get-togethers. You know, um, I had a get-together at my house for the DBs one week, um, deep. DT Darian Thompson had to get together at his house one week, and um, we still had the dinners on Thursday nights. And um, you know, sometimes we'll go up and watch film together before meet and start or anything. Just small, it's small things, but it, it becomes big. Okay, so um, let's uh, big picture this a little bit. Um, you had a six-game winning streak, and you've been around here long enough to know how fans are. Uh, in in Cowboy Land, so you had a six game winning streak. They're tough. They're tough sometimes, Brad. They are. I've noticed that, Shannon. I've noticed that. So you had a six game winning streak. Everybody loved you. The national media was all about you, and you're going to the Super Bowl. And then uh, you lost three games because I, everybody knew that you were going to be uh, sixteen and one. So then you lost three games uh, out of five. Uh, and now uh, your four-game lead is down to two, and now the season really starts because you've got all these division games in front of you. So uh, what do you want to say to people to tell them to just uh, take a chill pill and why, why, <laughs> why th- what they saw before was not a mirage and they should just be, in the words of Aaron Rodgers, they should just relax? I would say, you know, it's a long season, you don't want to be peaking too early. You don't want to be, you know, hitting your stride too early. I feel like December, December, January is that perfect time to be meshing together. We got a lot of injured guys coming back. You know, we we starting to get that chemistry back, and um, this is the perfect time to hit that stride and go. This is when you want to be playing your best ball. So everything that happened up to now doesn't even matter no more. It's about what's going on now. So that's what I would say. And Washington being hot uh, with a four game. Win streak and you going into Washington. What do you, what kind of an atmosphere are you expecting Sunday? 
No, I know it's going to be crazy, man. I know it's going to be rowdy. You know, their fans just as loud as our fans. You know, they love their team. They're going to go crazy. Four-game winning streak, they think they could, they got a chance for the division. So we got to bring our A game. You know, we got to come with it. All right, lots to talk about, about how some of these people coming back that A.B. is talking about uh, are going to uh, influence things and the whole mental approach. I think this is just fascinating that – this is the way the league set it up. The league, nobody's supposed to be, uh, you know, like 14 and 3. Drama every year at the end this of the year. This is what the league wants. It's why all the division games get played at the end of the year. Uh, you know, it's not just the Cowboys. You know, Washington's got to play Dallas twice and Philadelphia twice. Uh, this is how they set it up. This is exactly how the league has orchestrated it. But uh, we know how we feel about it from the outside. It'd be, it'll be great to have... Anthony, tell us what uh, what it feels like from the players' perspective, and uh, and we'll go forward. and uh, And Anthony, I will tell you that there is a segment of the program that we may get to right after this break. That's uh, Shannon's specialty, and it's going to take a as deep a dive as he could find into who you really are, Better who watch. Anthony Brown really is. Watch out! So we're going to put you on notice for that. Anthony Brown, the Cowboys' outstanding <laughs> veteran corner, is uh, is our guest on the Cowboys Hour this and, evening. And Brad, when it comes time to shop for tailgate favorites, make sure you go to Albertsons and Tom Thumb. Get ten percent off your groceries every Dallas Cowboys game day. Anthony, pay attention to this. You get ten percent off your groceries when you wear your Cowboys jersey in there to shop. Albertsons and Tom Thumb, the official supermarket and pharmacy of the Dallas Cowboys. And the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour is also brought to you by Lucchese, the official bootmaker of the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. It's Victory Monday. We'll be right back on the Cowboys Hour with Anthony Brown.
Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons and Omni Hotels and Resorts. Welcome back. It's the Cowboys Hour. Uh, again, virtual this evening as uh, the Cowboys try to come out of team-wide COVID protocols. But just in uh, in an abundance of caution, Shannon Gross and I are in a studio at the Star and uh, ensconced in his palatial home. We won't tell you where because he doesn't need all the paparazzi. There's Cowboys <laughs> cornerback Anthony Brown. We thank all of you who are joining us on the Cowboys Radio Network and streaming on DallasCowboys.com. And um, the Cowboys will be in Washington Sunday. And so just before the break, I delivered this soliloquy that I didn't know I was going to deliver, but I've been thinking about it all day, the fact that the season really starts now. Everybody mm-hmm. was all excited and with good reason for, you know, in September and October. But here we are, and the division races are there. By the way, the, the Cowboys' record is equal to the record of the best teams in the AFC, so everybody just relax. And so here's the division race, A.B. It's all, it's all laid out in front of you. You've got Washington twice and Philly and the Giants, and everybody's got all the division teams. Do you feel like the season is in a way just really starting now? Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, December ball. I mean, Cole McCartney preached it every week to us. You know, after Thanksgiving, everything from now is is, is crucial. Everything now really matters. And uh, we want to be at our best now, and we want to be hitting that stride trying to go into the playoffs. And so what will it mean to you guys in the secondary as well as the defense in a whole as a whole to uh you've gotten DeMarcus Lawrence back uh hopefully you'll be able to re-add Randy Gregory and Neville Gallimore to that this week what will that mean to the defense That will mean a lot man we'll have a lot of bullets that's that's ready to fire man we got a lot of firepower that's ready to come back and then we got a lot of firepower that's already out there so we just looking to get all our guys back and just play play defense the way we know how to play and um, give the offense the best opportunity to win. And, and I got one more thing. Um, obviously, the guy on the other side of the field from you has had a pretty good uh, second year in the league, got a lot of attention. Trayvon's got all these interceptions. How has the year he's had impacted you? A lot, man. You know, just watching him make plays, you know, you – it make you want to make plays too, and, and you happy for him too because you you see the work that he put in, you know the work that y'all put in together. So to see things really show up on game day and uh, rip rip, we get the benefits of it. You know it's amazing. Man. I'm proud of him, and I, I want to keep going, and that pushed me to even be great on my side also. Okay, so uh, this is one of my favorite parts of uh, the program. It has become that very quickly. Shannon Gross has put his stamp on it, and it is so good now that it is uh, officially sponsored by Miller Lite. It's the Miller Lite Shannon Gross dive into our guest's Wikipedia page. Yes, Anthony, fortunately for you... We get to dive into your past, and we. Well, this is the Miller Lite moment of the show, and normally I would be taking a sip of Miller Lite every time something was wrong on your Wikipedia page, but, you know, I'll just take a sip of my old water here whenever that happens. So I look go in every week, and whoever our special guest is, I check out their Wikipedia page, I print it out, I bring it live to the air, and I read it for you, our guest of honor, and then you tell me whether it's true or false. And then I say something like, hey, I'll go in and correct whatever's wrong, but I never do it. I just say that I'll do it. So I'll run through this with you, 
and you tell me if this is true or it needs to be up. By the way, have you ever looked at your Wikipedia page? Yeah, I looked at it. I looked at it. Have you looked at it recently? I have. Uh oh. So you you. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's All right. right. <laughs> All right. So you know what it says. All right. All right. So here we go. It says you were born Anthony Shaquille Brown on December fifteenth, nineteen ninety three. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, we're off to a good start. So Wait, December fifteenth. Yeah, birthday coming up. You got a birthday coming up, young fella. Uh, next week. Next next Wednesday. There All you right. go. Next Wednesday. Happy early birthday, Anthony. Uh-huh. It says you're an American football cornerback for the Dallas Cowboys of the National Football League, and you played college football at Purdue. Is that correct? Oh, you got the old Purdue shirt on. All right. Okay. It also says uh, while you were attending Purdue, you were a bar back for Harry's Chocolate Shop there at Purdue University, and you hold the the record at Harry's Chocolate Shop for most martini glasses stacked on the bar ever. Is that true? That's false. Okay. All right. All right. That one's false. You, right. you, you, you snuck the ringer in on us early this week. I had to, keep him, had to keep him on his toes. He's shaking things up. All I right. like it. Okay. It says you you attended Hillsboro High School in your hometown of Tampa, Florida, where you played football, and you were a two-year starter and received second-team all Hillsboro County honors. True? Um. Kind of, yeah, true. For the most part, yeah. Oh, which part's not true? The two-year starter. I was, I was on three-year starter there. Okay. Oh. There we go. Okay, that's we, we owe you yeah. one Miller Lite. There Shannon. we go. Chug, chug. <laughs> uh, it says, in your last yeah. year, you were a two-way player, posting 25 tackles, two interceptions, three passes defense, 911 rushing yards, 14 rushing touchdowns, 18 receptions for 239 yards and one touchdown. And this is the best part of the whole thing. It says you also practice track. I don't know what practicing track means, so fill me in on what that means. Well, I ran track. I ran track for um, my junior year and senior year. Uh, I was 100, 200, and 4 by one runner. And uh, I was really an offensive player until I got to um, Purdue, so. That's why I got all the offensive stats, really. Really? So did you change? But that's true. Did you change over? When did you change over at Purdue? Right when you first got there? Or did the coaches look at you and say, hey, we want to switch? Yeah, they basically they, they recruited me as an athlete, but uh, when I got there, they put me at DB immediately, and I stuck with it. You, you like playing offense or defense better? I love the ball in my hand, but I mean, I'm a DB. So I got to get picks, I guess. Well, I mean, you're a DB now, but what what, what do you think would have happened if they if they had made you a receiver at Purdue? Who knows? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think everything worked out great. That's probably that's a great answer. This it guy's is, been media trained. No, it, it, it's just life experience. Did you out? Did you have <laughs> how? What, what was your quarterback like at Purdue when you were there? Uh, yeah, okay. That's why we're happy we're a DB. Okay, good. Okay. No names needed. No might, names. Might not have got drafted if no, he was on offense. All right. It says uh, Brown accepted a scholarship from Purdue University. You became a starter as a sophomore. And as a senior, you made 60 tackles, four interceptions, and six passes <coughs> defensed. Excuse me. Um, is that true? 
That's true. Okay. It says the Dallas Cowboys selected you in the sixth round with the 189th overall pick in the 2016 NFL draft, and you were the 27th cornerback drafted in 2016. Is that true? That's true. All right. And then the last bit of information here. You're from Tampa, right? Born and raised? Mm-hmm. It says while you were in high school, you – uh, worked at Bush Gardens as a snake charmer for four years up until your senior year of high school. That's false. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that, I made that one up, and I made the, <laughs> the Charlie's Chocolate Factory or whatever that one was up. But thanks for playing along. That was our Miller Lite moment of the show, oh, AB. We love it. Anthony thanks Brown. For, uh, thanks by, for having some fun with it. By the way, we're in – what week are we in? 14? Week 14, is that right? Sounds right. Yeah. Uh, you are the first guest for whom Shannon has felt the need to go to the length of inventing two facts. Two, two for you, AB. Everybody else just got one. But as a sign of respect, you got, I you got it, two. That's right. Well, you got to when someone tells you that they've checked their Wikipedia page. Yeah, you did. You, you got to get try to get tricky on them. He by, wasn't thrown off at all. By the way, uh, an extra Miller Lite for you for creative writing. <laughs> thank you, thank very, you, thank you, Brad. Very nicely done. Thank so you, I, I, uh, you and I have had this conversation before, AB. But um, I, I will not forget uh, in your first couple of seasons watching you kind of attach yourself as a student to Orlando Scandrick, who, like you, was a low draft choice, a very productive player, and um, who made no bones about uh, having gotten through his career by having a chip on his shoulder at being overlooked by so many people. Uh, And then you told me one day that uh, you kind of picked that up from him. And so do you do you still do you have that actual did you put that chip on your shoulder now that I think about it? Did you have that or was that Orlando who had that tattooed on the shoulder? No, that was me. You've and so you've got an actual like a potato chip looking thing? Mm-hmm. Which shoulder? All right. Right shoulder. And and was that to remind I got the chip when I got my um I got a chip and I have my draft number under it. It's just something that I wanted, something that I put a little twist to it, just, just to remind me where I came from. And just to remind you who, of all the people who said you, they didn't think you could. All right, and I still do to this day, so, you know, it never changed. And what kind of motivation have you gotten from that through the years? You know, that's what that's what drives me and push me, you know, um, just keep going and just prove all the doubters and the haters wrong, you know, that I belong just like everybody else in this league. I was just I was swallowing some water there actually <laughs> and, and and wondering whether that uh whether that chip on your shoulder was like barbecue or cool ranch or uh, what, what kind of, but I kind of, it kind uh, of I say it was a um it was a, it's a cheddar ruffle ship. Okay, very good, very good. All right, we're going to take another break, and we're going to come back and talk a little bit about this uh, 
this game coming up and this uh, NFC East race and what's going on with this football team. So delighted to have Anthony Brown as our guest on Victory Monday on the Cowboys Hour tonight. And at Omni Frisco Hotel, kick off your stay at the official hotel of the Dallas Cowboys with style. Cool off the elevated pool. It'd be really cool if you went up there today. Savor upscale comfort food at neighborhood services and enjoy all the dining and entertainment options the star has to offer. Visit omnihotels.com slash Frisco to learn more and turn the next home game into a weekend getaway. And the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour is also brought to you in part by Papa John's. Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's, the official pizza of the Dallas Cowboys. And we'll be right back with Anthony Brown after this. Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons and Omni Hotels and Resorts. 
Welcome back. It's Victory Monday, and uh, we are here, Brad Sham and Shannon Gross, and our very special guest, Cowboys cornerback Anthony Brown, having an outstanding year. And um, we are virtual again tonight as the team tries to come out of COVID protocols. Hopefully we'll be back in our regular spot next Monday on the south concourse of the star of the uh, Ford Center at the Star. Delighted to have Anthony Brown with us. We were talking during the break, the three of us, about the the weather in uh, the area of the New England Buffalo game tonight. We're mm-hmm. gonna, Shannon's got some more pointed stuff about that in a minute, but but what and and uh, Anthony, you said you you were already you'd seen the weather and you were looking forward to watching the game, right? Yes. And that gets me to this question. Are you a football fan? I'm totally shocked all the time to find out how many football players are not really football fans. They don't like watching the game. Do you like watching football? Well, I'm a diehard football fan. I'm, but I'm a diehard NFL fan. I'm not a big college fan. Were you like that growing up? Yeah, Always. And did you have? Uh, were you a Bucks fan, or did you follow more players than teams? I was a Bucks fan. How about that? S- speaking of speaking of uh, college football and pro football, did you get recruited by any? How did you wind up at Purdue? What was your you know your progression from high school into into college? What was that like? It was it was a little different. Um, I didn't have all the big offers coming out. I didn't have too many. Um, I had a lot of Mac schools at first, and then like Purdue, Miami, and a couple schools USF. They came late, but I had committed in my after my junior season before my senior year. So that might be another reason why too. And um, I stuck with it, and I didn't take my five visits. I took one visit, went to Purdue, committed on, on my visit, and. Um, I just stuck with it. I felt like it was the right place to be, get away, get out of Florida, and see something different. So were all those schools recruiting you as an offensive guy or defensive guy? Uh, I, I believe I believe everybody, would, it would have been defense. Yeah. Because um, I actually went to a camp for West Virginia, and um, they had me playing DB also. So I think it would have been defense. So wait, let me make sure I got this right. You went on one visit – after your junior year, and and that was to West Lafayette, Indiana, and the Tampa kid took one visit and decided, yep, this is it. This is my little slice of heaven right here. And, and then Miami comes in late, and you're like, nah, I'm good. I'm going to go. I'm going to Purdue. A.B., I don't know. That, that may be a questionable decision. <laughs> I mean, that's what happened. My mom, when my mom went up there, she loved the school. That's what really mattered. She loved it. She had a good feeling about it. Mm-hmm. And um, they made me feel welcome. They made me feel at home. So I went with it. I'm glad I did. Yeah, hey, can't knock that. All at right, all. The, with the weather, you were going to talk about Yeah, I was, as we were looking at, you know, we've got the, the NFL network up over here <laughs> on the screen next to you, AB, in, in studio, and it's it's snowing like mad madness up in uh, the new england area which just got me to thinking you know as a tra- guy that travels with the team and i'm on the sideline during the game if i'm going up to new england or the northeast or philly or dc or new york like i want to experience it I, but i'm not out there throwing my body out in front of guys i'm not running and, and grabbing with my fingers and you know but i want it to snow i want it to i want to feel the elements are you a 
hey, give me 80 degrees every week and let me play, or you a you a hey, I want to play in football weather. I like the cold. I like the rain. I like the mud. What's your ideal atmosphere to play in? Now, I love all the elements of the game. You know, I want to. I want the mud, the rain, the snow, the wind. I want all that too. I love that. I'm a diehard football fan. I love all that about the game. Did you play in any weird, uh, I guess, environmental winds or rains? Or we talked about it in the break. You haven't really done it in the pros. Did you play in any of that stuff in in college? Um, not really. I mean, I had a couple snow flurries, but it wasn't like heavy snow or anything where they had to shovel the field after every time out or nothing like that. Did y'all play in bowl games when you were at Purdue? I went to one my freshman year and that was it. Which bowl so we game? Went, we actually, we played here. We played at, uh, we was here at the heart of Dallas Bowl against Oklahoma State. Was that in the Cotton Bowl Stadium? Yeah. How about that? That's a pretty cool environment. Yeah. Did you yeah. have and it you was had, nice. Yeah, it was nice. And had no notion, of course, that you'd wind up uh wind up moving here and uh and so that little guy's a native Texan, didn't he, that we hear back there. Exactly. Yeah, he was born right here. How many uh how many how many kids you got there, A B? I got two two boys. I got a five year old, Anthony Brown Junior. And this right here, this major. Uh, he is two years. He's two, and then I have one on the way. Another boy. Congratulations! Oh, boy. Congratulations! Yeah. I think Major is the right Thank name you. for him. He's, <laughs> he's already sounds like yeah. he's already given some orders. <laughs> we love that. Um, right. So uh, let let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, you've had this break, this extra. Sometimes it's after Thanksgiving. Sometimes last few years you've played the Thursday after Thanksgiving, and now you get the little bye. What does this do to rejuvenate you? I mean, it's been good for Major. I can tell that. All right, Major. One second. Bring him. Bring him in there. I would say (laughs) he's gone. He's leaving. Oh, we wanted to see him. I would say it was definitely good. He ran off now, <laughs> but the the break the break the break was good because you know I got to um I got to watch football on Sunday like a regular person and um see see the games and I got to watch the Washington game as a fan just to see how they look on TV you know and it was good you know get let your body rest and we get get on a regular schedule again because we was on this Thursday schedule for the last two weeks so it felt good to get back on the regular week schedule and get in our regular routine again. And we had a couple extra days off, so you can't beat that. Yeah, see, it's really interesting to me because the second Thursday game, and we're we're all familiar with this now, the second Thursday game, you're actually on your seven-day schedule. I was trying to tell some friends of mine, like, you know, Tuesday is Friday, and Mm -hmm. I sent them a text and I said, happy Friday, and it was a different day, and they didn't understand it at all. Uh, But but so since you were on the seven-day schedule going into New Orleans— what does this it's just two days, three days, what does this three days do for you physically and mentally? It does a lot because those two extra usually after a Sunday game, your body really don't come back to that Wednesday. So having those two extra days, now your body are already be back by the time we get into Tuesday tomorrow and but we we're all tomorrow, so it's like an extra it's like a mini bye week as we always say. And uh, take advantage of it. You know, you want to get off your feet, try to get healthy as much as possible. 
and um, get back to work. You don't want to sit around for too long also, though. So crazy things, we, we're talking about this in the break, too. Crazy things seem to always happen on the road in, in Washington. You just played in New Orleans, which is, to me, it was a very, Brad, I don't know what it was like up in the booth, but it was a very subdued crowd. Usually New Orleans is extremely loud, nonstop the whole game. It yeah. didn't seem as crazy as it normally been. Uh, could you tell about how many Cowboy fans were there? There were a lot. Could a you, lot. Could, did it, could you guys hear that and feel that down in the field? Yeah, they start chanting, Cowboys going, go Cowboys. It sounded like a home game almost. Yeah, there were there were a lot. What is your what is your favorite stadium to play in, whether it's, you know, just the trip or the stadium or the fans? Like what's your favorite? Obviously AT&T Stadium is home and it's, you know, our fans are great right. and they get super loud, but when you go on the road, where where what are your favorite cities to travel to? So road games, uh, I, the top three stadiums that I played in that I I like, um, I love the Cardinals, Cardinals Stadium. Uh, I love Pittsburgh, and uh, I would say Lambeau. Mm. Cardinals surprised me with you being a football guy. I get, I get Pittsburgh, I get Lambeau, but but what is it about uh, Arizona Stadium that I had to I had to put one dome I had to put one dome team in there, and I like I like their grass. Okay. that's what I really love the most about it: the grass that they play on. Okay, I'll give you that. Uh, so of the three, you've got all three division road games coming up in the next month. Which of the, which of the fan groups is nastiest? <laughs> uh, I probably have to go Philly. How are they different? I feel like they they just they ruthless, you know. They 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 just like Cowboys fans. They say whatever out their mouth, you know. Coming out the tunnel, they talking crazy. You know, they might throw something at you if, if they really mad. You never know. But if I had to choose one, I'd choose Philly. That's that's a good point, Brad. You don't know if you're gonna. You know, you're gonna get verbally abused there. Nobody's off limits. Your mom, your grandma, your kids, and then sometimes you might get physically abused in that stadium. So yeah. I would totally agree with that. They are a little crazier. I will say that uh, this will be interesting to me Sunday because uh, it's been a while since. Um, both teams felt like they were pretty good going into the game and there was a lot at stake. And uh, there's nothing like cowboy hate in Washington. Philly's, Philly's just flat crazy. Those people are just crazy. Mm-hmm. But there's a cowboy hate in Washington is really special. And we're going to take one more break, uh, and we're going to see if uh, we're going to see if Major maybe will join us on camera for the people on DallasCowboys.com. Right oh, that's AB Junior. Hey, AB Junior. What's up? What's up there, young man? Oh, look at that! Look at that! What a great smile, just like his daddy. All right, we'll take one more break and be back with uh, our guest this week, Anthony Brown on the Cowboys. And Anthony, if you want to use what the pros like yourself use, Jack Black is the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit getjackblack.com today, and we'll be right back on the Cowboys Hour.
Miller Lite Cowboys Hour, supported by Albertsons and Omni Hotels and Resorts. Welcome back to the Cowboys Hour. Brad Sham, Shannon Gross, our special guest, Cowboys cornerback Anthony Brown. Delighted to have Anthony with us this evening. In many ways, you can say the NFL season starts now. Certainly does for the Cowboys. Two-game lead, uh, five games to play, four of them are in the division, and everything will be decided uh, going forward. So, Anthony, uh, Coach McCarthy has said several times that uh, this year with the 17th game, nobody kind of knows exactly how that's going to feel. He's divided the season up into segments, and the second one just ended. It was that stretch of games that you had to navigate. And you've been through it before, the three games in 12 days. And now we're getting ready to get into this final segment, December, division games. Um, Does it feel different? Nah, I mean, I mean, right now, yeah, it, it does. But I mean, I've been through it before, so I'm used to the feeling now. So speaking of feelings, fans right now are kind of they're 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 wondering what this team is, right? Like you guys hit a little rough spot, little rough spot. But I feel like that's every NFL team at some point during the season. You hit a three, four, five, six game stretch where. You're not going to win every single one of them, right? You're going to hit a little bit of a rough patch. And I think fans right now are kind of wondering, you guys started out of the gate and you were just killing folks. Like you were dominating. And then you struggled a little bit the last few games. Now you're getting healthy. Do you guys – does it feel any different this last four or five-game stretch for you guys? The fans are, you know, wondering, oh, my goodness, is this a good team? Is this a bad team? Or do you guys just know, like, hey, this is football. This is what's going to happen every year at some point, whether it's beginning, middle, end of season. We're going to have this. And and you guys, is it just business as usual on your end? Yeah, it's always business as usual. You know, you don't want to put too much emphasis on one game or a couple games. Um, we control our own destiny, and uh, we're still in a good position. So we just want to, like I said earlier, just start clicking at the right time and I'll head into the playoffs on a high note. Um, how many of you do you think know exactly what the standings are right now? How many players on the team? Yeah, I mean, do you th- do you know what the standings are in the division and the conference? I know from the for the. Oh yeah, for sure I do because I'm a football fanatic, so I'm I'm looking at it anyway. And do you think most guys – I'm actually especially thinking about the young guys because we were talking before about the way uh, the new veterans on the team have joined and melded and formed such a cohesive unit. And uh, that's hard. And then you have the rookies, and all of these rookies are playing important roles, whether it's whether it's Parsons or Odigizua, Goldston, and, and Bohanna, and now Joseph is working in, and um, – and I am wondering what, as a veteran, you might say to some of these young guys about what to expect about December football in a playoff race and going on the road in the division. Mainly, I'll tell them, you know, now is the most important time to, you know, eat healthy, try to be healthy as possible, you know, hone in on the film and uh, just be prepared because now it's not about the style points anymore. It's about wins now. It ain't about putting up all the points. It's just about getting that first down or getting off the field on third down 
and giving your offense as many possessions as possible and limiting them. And that's what I'm trying to put in the young guys now for this December, January football. When was it about style points? And you know, early in the year, that's how guys make the Pro Bowl and everything. You know, you want to put up the numbers. You want to have fun and do all those things. But now it's not about having fun. It's, it could be a 10-10-10-3 game, and everybody would be just cool with that. But if it was early in the year, people would be like, oh, we're not scoring enough points. It, it changes as the year goes on. So speaking of style and style points, who is the most – give me three guys, the three most stylish guys on the team – and then I have a follow-up question. On ga- on game day or off the field? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, both. Yeah, both. Game day, on, on the field, game day style. Uh, I'm going to just say who I like. I like um, I like TP. I like Tony. I like Tony style. Mm-hmm. I like Trey style. And um, – I like Zeke style. I get those three on the field. Now you're talking about what they wear to the game, and right? No, I'm talking about the uniform. Oh, the way they wear the their uniform. Oh, okay. Well, what's different about what those guys yeah, do? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You know, it could just be your socks, your wristbands, or you got the visor, your cleat game, all that matters. You know, the color coordinate. Okay. All right. Now, how about how about on game day? Um, off the field, but as opposed to every other day of the week, what guys are wearing? I the would game? say, uh, yeah, I, I like J. Ron. I like his style. I like Dak style. I like Zeke style, and I like um, Malik Turner. Okay, I, li- I like. You know who surprises me for a, a big guy? Ty- Tyron's got pretty good style, and then. Ty and Secchi's got yeah. he's got really good he, he's got some nice suits man for a big guy he he puts it together pretty nice on game day I'm I was impressed by the way he's his fits on game day yeah we got a few dudes out here now they could put they could put them clothes on now look good all right now who have you seen wearing something to the game that you've said to yourself. <laughs> Oh hell go home, no! Go home, change. Oh, hell no! You wouldn't. You wouldn't catch me going to the funeral parlor in that. No, nah, I haven't seen nobody that bad. You know, I feel like if if they don't have nothing, they'll just put the travel suit on just to play it safe. But did, have you, did, did you see? Did you see JK? Did you see J. Ron Curse come to the game in them shorts? Uh, what game was that? I don't remember. I don't remember. I, 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 don't remember. I don't remember, but I just saw a picture of him getting either off the plane or coming into the locker room wearing the sport coat. And, I mean, he's very stylish. We had him on earlier in the year, and he was great. Loved J.K. But those the shorts was a little different. A little, little much for yeah, you, okay. Brad? Well, I didn't catch that outfit. All right, what was your follow-up question? My follow-up was just going to be, and you might not want to answer this, but if you want to have a little fun with some of your teammates, who has the, maybe not the, oh, my God, go home and put different clothes on, but who has the who who has the worst style on the team that thinks they actually have style? Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say C.J. Goodwin. Oh, no, <laughs> C.J. Why? 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 I'm why? just playing with him. Now. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. That's my boy. That's my boy. 
He was on the show last week. I'm just playing with him. He was. He was on the show last week. Nah, he he good. CJ, he good. He dressed dressed nice and clean. I like CJ. I was just playing with him. All right, which position group? I I don't have nobody. Which position group dresses like they just really don't care what they look like, and why do you think it's offensive linemen? I don't know. I think offensive it's some offensive linemen who could really dress though, you know. I know, um, I know. I was kidding too. Our offensive linemen nice and clean. You know, our offensive line is nice and clean. Tyron, Zach, and all those, they dress clean. So I like the way our O line dress. I will tell you this, Connor McGovern is allergic to sleeves. When he when he gets on the charter, he yeah, never he, want to show his guns. he never has sleeves on. So he's did you hear what he I said? I did. He he wants to show those guns off, but he he is definitely allergic to sleeves because they just fall off every time he he boards the plane. So <laughs> all right, we got about a minute and a half left. We're we're talking about the importance of these games, and this next one feels super important, and it's one of five left. So how do you keep how do you keep uh, that neutral mentality? Regardless of what the outcome is on Sunday, I mean, we look at this game like any other game this year. You know, um, it's an NFC division game. You know, it's, it's big with playoff implications on it. So we got to be on our P's and Q's, and we want to make sure we do everything we can do to win this game. We don't want to beat ourselves or anything. We want to if they beat us, they beat us head head up square. But we want to make sure we're ready. All right, will Major watch the game with you tonight? Probably not. He'll probably be in and out, you know, jumping up and down, jumping on me. Hey, we enjoyed uh, we enjoyed getting to uh, hear him and see uh, Anthony Jr. And we really appreciate you spending part of your Monday evening with us, Anthony Brown. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, AB. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. All right, there's uh, Anthony Brown on Victory Monday, and Shannon and I will be back next week on the Cowboys Hour. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!